0: with you we are going to 24 and 25 we'll look through it so that i can accentuate more on that for us amen Mm -hmm. you know sometimes when i'm not around i like to go back and forth with you sorry about this it has to be like that it's not my fault so we'll be looking into now that you said you have done 24 so we'll be going back to that 24 amen i love that 24 so much i hope you enjoyed it when you read it Jeremiah 24 that talks about the, uh, the fig uh, fruits, amen, and talks about the first fruit, and uh, if God permit me tonight, I'll be discussing the first fruit as well, because a lot of people are confused in the household of faith. They don't know, uh, they know that there is tithe, but they, don't, they are not sure about the first fruit, and tonight, if God will allow me, I'll be able to carry you through that as well. Uh, according to some authors, you know. And the man of God will come and uh, deal with that with us as well. Amen. Amen. So, Jeremiah chapter 24. You are a really good student. You have gone to 26. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. The Lord will continue to embrace you. Amen. And the Lord Almighty will take you through his word by himself. Amen. And you will never be disappointed. Amen. Amen. So Jeremiah chapter 20, you said you ended up with 20, 26, okay, so I'll be taking you from that 20, I'll take you from 24, then 25, then we we'll go to 26 to start next week. Amen. Amen. So Jeremiah, I'm trying to get my notes ready, I'm going to read it to you, since you have read it, there is no point of uh, going into the scriptures, Amen. Mm. Jeremiah 24 the vision of the two baskets I have some scripture references here you can write it down Jeremiah uh, 39 verse 10 Daniel chapter 1 3 to 5 and 2nd Kings 24 you know that talks about uh uh, Daniel one three to five verses three to five, and I read. In the previous chapter, which is chapter twenty three, we learn about the prediction of the utter ruin of Jerusalem. That it should be forsaken and forgotten. Why? Why did God say Jerusalem will be ruined? Jerusalem will be forsaken. That is, I'm trying to take us back to. Jeremiah 23, why did God say that? God said that because of the leaders. You remember, some are prophesying lies, some are misleading the the people, some are doing everything like it's happening in the household of faith today. They are doing wrong, wrong things. Because of Judah's leaders and false prophets. And this you can see in Jeremiah 23, 33 to 40. And you can also see in Jeremiah 22, 33 to 40. You can write that down and go back home to look into that. The leaders are doing wrong, wrong things, misleading the people and doing disgraceful things. Jeremiah also foretold this event in this chapter 24 that we are going into. In chapter 24, this is what led to the forceful removal of Judah's kings and officials. When you read that chapter 24, you will see that. God actually asked Jeremiah so that some of the leaders will be removed and enslaved and go into captivity and slavery. The, this is what led to the true forceful removal of Judah's kings and officials. The craftsmen, that is the carpenter, those people that are skilled, these are the people that were removed at that time. And the artisans, they were removed into exile to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took captive the leaders of the people and the skillful craftsmen. They selected those that were intelligent and skillful in their trades who would benefit their empire. And that we see in the book of Daniel. You can write it against it Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Daniel was one of those skillful people that were taken into slavery because of the sin of the people. Faithful people have to suffer and uh, skillful, people that are skillful in their trade who will benefit their empire. These are the people that Nebuchadnezzar chose and left behind the poorest and the least educated to till the land. This you can see in Jeremiah 39 verse 10. In the midst of all these encounters or trouble, God revealed his plan to his people in exile. He revealed his plan to his people that is Jeremiah in exile through the vision of the good and the bad fig. This vision of the good and bad fig represents the Jews at that time. And you can see the same in the household of faith today, good and bad figs. In the midst of all this encounter of, of trouble, God revealed his plan for his people in exile to Jeremiah. Through the vision of the good and the bad fig. Jeremiah saw two baskets of figs set before the temple. These are are what is referred to as the first fruit. Amen. Amen. So they brought it in baskets. You know, in those days, the occupation of some of these people is agriculture, farming, and all the rest of that. They worked so hard on the field. And God now used what was happening in those days to show Jeremiah a vision you know like sometimes God will use what happened around us to show us vision like I sometimes had a vision when the man of God was thinking of uh, employing somebody into this organization this is to the glory of God God now gave me a vision about my profession I saw the man of God giving a kosher meal this is a Jewish meal These are part of the meal that we we offer on board the flights. And kosher meal is so special. It's a special meal that they wrap and wrap and wrap. It can go up to about 10 or 15 layers. You have to seat someone that is a kosher around the toilet area. So that when they have a special knife, I don't know what happened these days that they don't allow you to carry knives. They have a special knife that, for a course, for a meal to be served, you have to get. Do, we have to bring that knife out. They first of all, cut the first layer of this meal. The meal is still inside; it's a special package. And they will go and wash their hands. Come back again with their special knife, cut another. Go and wash their hands. Go again until you keep on going to wash hands and coming in and out until you get to the real food. So, this special meal called kosher is only between a kosher and a kosher, other kosher person at the other end. Someone that is not a kosher, if you touch that meal, you are only going to touch the out, out, uh, outer layer of that wrap. You cannot get to the inner layer. So, before unwrapping that, one that has been touched by some of us that are not kosher that are serving this meal. Hands must be washed. So this meal, they are special. After washing hands, then you remove the first unkosher hands that have touched that. You keep on and keep on and keep on until you get to the meal. So I now saw in a vision, I'm t- trying to talk of a vision. The man of God giving a kosher meal to someone that is not a kosher person. I was praying, I was actually praying and saying, should we, should this person be employed? That's why in ministry or in anything that you are doing, you must ask God in everything. And God now showed me, the man of God, that he had already given the kosher meal to this person that is on kosher. And I woke up. And I said to him, please, I just had a dream. And this dream is that we must not give this person you want to give this employment to. This was back in the church in Nigeria. Because they want to give this job to this pastor that they want to come and be on board. But he had already agreed in the dream. The more I'm saying that, he said God has not shown him that. That they would already given, because I don't know what was happening, but God was showing him in my own dream. Ah, I cried. But I pray. I said, God, it's left to you. But do you know that this person that was taken on board almost destroyed the church at that time. Then he said, My wife saw the vision. That is what I'm talking about. He said my wife, she was telling all the leaders, he said, my wife saw the vision. I was giving a kosher me because he did so badly that it's not something that I have to talk here. For pastors to be going to the members' house to take their tithes and which we don't practice in the church. You know. So, I'm talking about the vision that God gave to me. So, God will give you a vision. What I'm trying to tell us tonight is that God will give you a vision around the things that happen around you. So, in the case of Jeremiah, God gave him a vision of figs. In those days, they used to bring, when they had their first fruit, they would bring their fruit, their harvest and everything. The first harvest that they get from their uh, farm. They bring it to church. They come and give it to the priests. So, because of what was happening in the church, God now showed uh, um, Jeremiah this vision of the fig of two fig uh, basket full of figs. One was rotten, and the other one was good. So, in the church of God, you know, the the the, 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 the book of Matthew said about it. We had the goats, and we had the sheep. May we be the goats and the sheep. Amen. Amen. May we not be goats. Because you know what happened to goats? They are so stubborn. If you tell them to get out of this place, they they still knock their head. They they still continue. But with the sheep, if you move them away, they just go gently. They they are so gentle and very peaceful. So God now gave um, Jeremiah this vision. Jeremiah saw two baskets of figs. Said before the temple, ready to be offered as first fruits to the honor of God. These first fruits will bring, they are brought to the Lord so that the priest will bless it. And by time, you don't touch any. If if you have to harvest, you harvest the first fruits that came, and then you will you will take it to the priest. When the priest bless it, they, they believe that you are going to have abundance of that harvest. And this is what is done in those days. So Jeremiah saw the, the, the two baskets of fruit set before the temple, ready to be offered as first fruits to the, to the honor of God. God's people, the Jews, all represent these two baskets. Like we also represent these two baskets today. Amen. Amen. They represent these two baskets of uh, uh, fruits of fig tree. That are capable of being made useful or serviceable to God and man. That is the purpose of this vision that God has given to Jeremiah. These figs, they are God's people, they are the church. And we ought to be serviceable to God. But some are good, and some are like very, very bad. The good and the bad figs. The good and bad figs represent the Jews who are in captivity. And those who remain in their own land. Including others that have escaped to Egypt. It represents people that have been taken away. That are in captivity. You know when I was reading this, uh, uh, this scripture. The Lord gave me an understanding. He said, do you know that many of us that are in the church of God today we are one of the good things that are brought let me put it that way a lot of us are in captivity a a type of captivity amen Mm -hmm. some came to this land for different reasons God was taking me to this picture, this was God actually talking to me and then you will see some are dying With uh, due respect to them they are dying on the seas they are packing them just because they want to come here because this place is good, isn't it they were not taken into, into captivity by somebody, but they themselves are bringing themselves into captivity. Our land is not good. We want to come and enjoy the best of this land. By any means, you want to get here. The same thing applies to the majority of us that are here today. Some people come here for studies. By the time we now know that this place is good, we don't want to go back again. We are one of the good, good things. When we don't go back again, we start to, you know, things begin to happen in our lives. We start to see that we get married we start to see that uh, we are having children our children too are becoming uh, grown up they are becoming the best god was showing me this picture of this good fig may we be be a better fig for the lord in the name of jesus and i said to see even if you are not born in africa you are not born in a, a well, because other people that are coming from different nations, even though you are not born there, you were born here. You are part of those good figs. The bad ones are the ones that when they now got here, they said they're now doing wrong, wrong things. Some are carrying drugs, some are in prisons, some are all these things. They are the bad figs. God wants us as the figs to be of better use for him. May we be of better use for the uh, for, for God in the name of Jesus. Amen. So God showed me about the picture of us being the good good figs in captivity. Daniel was a good fig in captivity. He was one of the best. Now today, look at what is happening to people from abroad. They are asking the learned, the teachers, the nurses. That was the time it was the nurses. That was the time it was the teachers. There's the time it was the doctors. There was a the skillful people. <coughs> they will not ask any other person to come. The ones that are not skillful, they ask them to stay there. But unskillful ones that narrowly escaped here, they are the ones that are becoming the bad and rotten figs. They will not be bad and rotten figs in the name of Jesus. So the even the people of the land. When they want to bring people in, they bring in professionals. They are looking for mathematicians to come and teach. Look at places like China. They are looking for people to come and teach them English. Places like... All these nations are developing now. They're becoming big and useful for the Lord because they use the, 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 the figs that were coming into their nation very well. And today you see China buying the steel in this country, buying it over. No, they are good figs. After this country has been there to do great things with them, uh, maybe in captivity or whatever, we call it is a type of captivity, either you like it or not, even if you are living in wealth, you are living in the biggest modern house in this nation, the reason why you have come here, you are supposed to go back. But we refuse not to go, because we want to benefit, the, because if you are willing and obedient. Even in captivity, we will eat the best of the land, Isaiah 119. May God help us to be willing. May God help us to be obedient. So the good and bad fig represent the Jews or represent us who are in captivity and those who remain in their own land, including others that have escaped to Egypt. There are some that have escaped problems, war, uh, problems, and they come to this land. May we be good figs in the land in the name of Jesus. The Lord said to Jeremiah that like the good figs, Listen to what God is going to do with good figs in captivity. Good figs like us that have decided to follow the God of our forefathers. Good figs like like us that have decided to serve the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. Guess what God said he's going to do with us? God doesn't want us as good figs to be left in captivity. Even though these people were carried into captivity, God, God knew it. When the, 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 the uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was saying that, pick the best of all these people. Pick their best. Their best is the ones that I want to be used, even in our own land. That's, the, what, that's what I want. But God saw all these things, and in captivity said, as because they are good figs, he said, look, listen to what will happen to them. Like you can see yourself as a good fig here today. He said... He will acknowledge those who are carried away as captives or people that are carried away as exiles or people that are in bondage. He said he will acknowledge them. People that are carried away from Judah, he will acknowledge them into the land of the... uh, 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 People that are carried away from Judah into the land of the Chaldeans. People that have been taken from their own land which represents the good thing. He said he will acknowledge them. He will, he, he will see them through their captivity. Another thing that he said he will do, he said he will reveal his plans to them. Because of time, I'm not able to read it, but if you read that 24, all these things I'm reading to you is there. He said he will reveal his plans to them. He said he will give them a heart to know him. Don't just think you are here, then you can just be eating their uh, their, their fish and chips and be eating uh, their ice creams, be eating their butter. Because it's only margarine that you can eat where you are coming from. Some people that are coming from, I've come to captivity here. Sometimes you cannot even get some of these simple things that are tomatoes. You can't get it. You can't get some of these simple things that are onions. You can't get it. Don't think so, but in in you that have been carried away, he said, he will reveal his plans to them. That's why we must not take it for granted. Don't just get carried away with all these things that you are having here. All this enjoyment that you are enjoying here. He said, he will give them a heart to know him. Complete inward renewal. Though you are in captivity, though you find yourself by one way or the other, some might find themselves in marriage. You come here. Yeah, I'm not in captivity. I'm a British. No, I'm telling you today. Your parents that have brought you here, they, they gave her to you here. They refuse to go back. That's why you, they gave her to you here that you become British. For that reason, you must make sure that you make the best use of it. It's so painful when children that are born in this land, you hear that they are going to prison. When children that are born in this land, you hear that they are doing fake things. It's so painful. We are part of the good ones. Hallelujah. Though in captivity. It's God said, we give them a heart to know him. Look at the prodigal son in the book of Luke chapter 15. By himself, find himself into captivity. He was enjoying the best of the best and everything. servants. He has the best home, the best house. He has the best father. That is how some of us are today. We have God as our father, but one way or the other we decided to go and see an open eye. Look at Dinah in the book of Exodus 34. She found herself in captivity. She was born in a Christian home. She enjoyed reading the Bible and all the rest of that. But one day she decided to go and meet the women of the town. People that are raised in Christian home, in Christian church. And you will decide. I love Joshua. I say, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. Instead of people serving God, people end up seeing that they find themselves in captivity. But we are still the good grapes. Hallelujah. Amen. And he was, if uh, found himself in captivity, he went to sleep, to, to sleep outside. Because when you decide to leave the Christian home and become the, the soho girl, then you'll be sleeping around. That's what Exodus 34. And when you look at that book of Luke, chapter 15, the prodigal son found himself in, in captivity. He started eating with pigs. But by the time he came back to his senses, according to the word of God, I said the prodigal came back to his senses. Amen. Amen. God wants to give us, in, give us a, a, a heart to know him. We must know him. Exodus 6, verse 6 to 8, explain this as well. God wants us to set, God wants to set his eyes on us for good and bring us back to our land hallelujah want to set his eyes on us so that when we will go back maybe you decide to go back people like us are not going back anywhere amen (laughs) but yes (laughs) hallelujah but if you decide to go back god said he will bless you in captivity he will take you back as well they are not going back. I'm not going back. I'm just going to be going and coming back. Hallelujah. Amen. Because ah, I'm tired of this land and this and that. Is When some people now live that they will know that what is happening here is just happening in their nation. The job you are looking for you don't get here. It's also there. They don't get job. It takes God to establish you fully. And if you have money people that want to eat from you and say ah, I said she has the money. Let's eat. You know. May God help us to make the right decision for our lives. But God said, wherever you may be, either captivity at home or captivity here, because there are some people that are in their own land, they are in captivity. God said, he will set his eyes on you. He said, I will build them and not pull them down. You know, this is Jeremiah's word. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 1, you know, build, pull down, of uh, pull and all the rest of that. He said, I will build them and not pull them down. I will build them and not plot them up. Give them a heart to know him. God said in captivity, the good, is talking about the good figs now. Talking about people that are in captivity and they have the heart of God. They remain in God. God said he give them a heart to know him. He is the Lord and they shall be his people. And you look at what happened to Daniel in captivity. Is this, of the, this is one of the good figs. Daniel chapter 2, 48 to 49. You can compare that with Jeremiah 24, 5 to 6. Let's see what Jeremiah 24, 5 to 6 says. Let's quickly go to that. Jeremiah 24, 5 to 6. Let's read it together. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Like these good figs. I regard as good the exile from Judah, whom I sent away from this place to the land of the Babylonians. My eyes will watch over them for their good work, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. That's God's word for us. Let's look at what he says in that Daniel chapter 2, 48 to 49. About the good fig that was taken to the uh, uh, barren land. He said, then the Lord placed Daniel in a high position. In what, wherever you may be, as long as you are part of the good figs that are in exile. It might be like a semi-exile for you. Or wherever you may be. Like Daniel, he said that then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all uh, its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon while Daniel himself remain in the royal court wherever you find yourself as exile whatever you must use people around you as well amen. amen don't look down on anybody there are people that have different graces upon them use them and let manifest god together amen. in jesus name amen. so that is what is going to happen to the to the to, to the fig but now look, let's look at uh Let me just quickly read this little note that I put here. Many of us today, I'll read this first. Many of us today, like the good figs, either by one way or the other. This is what I've been talking about. Either by captivity or by bath. Found ourselves in a foreign land. I'm a British, I'm not No, you are part of this captivity we are talking about here. We must make the best use of this opportunity. Therefore, we must choose to serve God in whatever position we found ourselves. Let us choose to serve God. Let us choose to bring our children to church. Let us make our children also to do what? To serve God right from Even this captivity was for their good. And God's intentions are not in vain. By affliction, they were convinced of sin humbled under the hand of God, weaned from the world, taught to pray, and turned from sin, particularly from idolatry, which is one of the main things that they do in those days. They serve idols. They serve idols. They do things that we can see that God was killing them because of idols. He said even their dead body will be left on the dungs, that the birds of the air will eat it, because of idolatry. But in captivity... Because of those ones that are not uh, that are not rotting. The rotting ones are the ones that refuse to, not to be serving that God and continue in serving all these unknown gods. God promised promise that he will own them in captivity, which I have read to us. The Lord will own those who are his in all conditions. God assures them of his protection in trouble and a glorious deliverance in due time. When our troubles are satisfied to us, we may be sure that they will end well. They shall return to him with their whole heart. Thus they should have liberty to own him for their God, to pray to him and expect blessing from him. In that chapter 24, verse 8, it says, The bad fig were Zedekiah and those of his party, yet in the land. You know, he referred to the bad figs as people that are still in the land. And he mentioned Zedekiah there. You know what happened to Zedekiah? He was a very bad king. Very bad king. Go and read the book of Second Kings chapter 24. Because of time, I will not be able to take us to that. Second King 24 talks about this bad king. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. This should be uh, removed Okay, the bad fig, were Zedekiah and those of his party yet in the land. These should be removed from their hearts and forsaken all mankind. God has many judgments and those that escape one may expect another till they are brought to repent. Doubtless this prophecy had its fulfillment in that age. But the spirit of prophecy may hear... Look forward to dispassion of the unbelieving Jews in all the nations of the earth. Let those who desire blessing from the Lord beg that he will give them a heart to know him. With these uh, bad figs, they did evil. The Decai did evil. And I said to us, you might be uh, in slavery and become that same bad fig. Bad figs, those people, you have opportunity to study you did not study. You have opportunity to to walk, you don't work. You have the opportunity to learn something you don't. So you become a bad fig. Those are the ones that go into uh, uh, card. What do you call this? Card what? what? Fraud, uh, card fraud. They are on the street. Cocaine. They are the ones that wants to get rich within 24 hours. 24 hours, miracle, and all the rest of that. These are the bad figs. We don't want to belong to this class. Amen. Amen. May we not be among... So they are rotting. They are rotting. God showed Jeremiah these things. They cannot be present... They, you can't present them in the household of faith. May we not be in that group of bad faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. And that takes, really, takes me to the 25. You write in chapter 25 now. Let's write this scripture reference in this chapter 25. Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter 7 to 8. Chapter 7, uh, 8. Daniel chapters 9 to 10. Ezekiel 21. Ezekiel 22. I'm giving us these scriptures that we have more homework to do when we get back home. In this chapter, you can see God's unlimited grace. The more God is showing favor... The more God wants to show favor to, the, to his people, the more we cared, the more bad, bad things they were doing. I know you have studied this, but you should gain wisdom in what I'm saying here tonight as well. I start from, he said, because of the stubbornness and rebellion of his people, they refused to listen to Jeremiah's repeated message, another true prophet of God. You can see you can see this picture even in the household of faith today. For twenty three years, Jeremiah was talking, the Bible repeated it and say again and again with other prophets. Did God give us that uh, perseverance or spirit of patience that he gave to Jeremiah? You can see in the household of faith. The same thing the man of God, the woman of God, parents. They keep on saying the same thing over... You know, the reason why we are studying these scriptures is not for head knowledge. We are not studying for head knowledge at all. We are studying so that we can look at what is happening in our own life today. How can we escape from all these things, from God's punishment? You know, because we cannot continue to do what they were doing. Let me just read it briefly for you here so I can see. So, in the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, on the tenth day of the tenth month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched against Jerusalem with his whole army. He encamped around the city and built sage work all around it. The city was kept under siege until the eleventh year of uh, King Zedekiah. By the ninth day of the fourth month of the famine in the city, uh, the famine in the city had begun, had become so severe because of the waywardness of these people. There was famine in the city. It was so severe that there was no food for the people to eat. May we not get to that. Instead of famine, may we have plenty according to that Psalm 30, uh, 19 verse 7 or something. He said, then the city wall was broken through and the whole army fled at night through the gates, between the two walls near the king's gardens, because of the people's lifestyle, war broke, in. they were taken on the siege. He said though the Babylonians were surrounding the city, they fled towards the Arabah. But the Babylonian army pursued the king and overtook him in the plain of Jericho his soldiers were separated from him and scattered and he was captured. Look at all these war-affected areas. What is happening? It's because of one thing or the other. We don't want to judge them. But there are many people that are fighting spiritual battles today. The enemy, Satan, our enemy, has surrounded them. They are under siege. When they go this way, they see problem. When they go that way, they see problem. May God deliver such people in the name of Jesus. It, he was taken to the king of uh, Babylon at Ribla, where sentence was pronounced on him. They killed the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. Then they put out his eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Many people are suffering this type of thing. Your eyes might not be gorged out physically, but spiritually they cannot see again. Spiritually, they read the word of God, they can't understand. Spiritually, they do things, and things are not working for them. He said, on the, there is a scripture. there is one place I want to get to here. Maybe if I go through my note because time is running out, because I note all these things, so I can discuss it more with you. When you get home, read that scripture again. I know you have read it, God. You see, I wrote here, because of the stubbornness, because I put all this in a nutshell, Because of the stubbornness and rebellion of the people, they refused to listen to Jeremiah's repeated message and other true prophets of the Lord. For 23 years, if you read that chapter 25, 1 to 7, you will see what I'm talking about because I put them in a nutshell. For 23 years, in that Jeremiah 25, 1 to 7, they were so stubborn, they refused to listen to Jeremiah. But Jeremiah trusted God in all his frustration. I know for these 23 years, they would have frustrated Jeremiah as the man of God. Like people are frustrating men of God, frustrating their parents today. People are frustrating leaders today, thinking, dickinesses, Frustrating them for their work. Leaders that are placed in leadership positions to be able to assist to help. They frustrate them. The same way these people frustrated Jeremiah. For 23 years, may God give us that heart of patience. This also will happen to a true man of God with God's message of truth. Because when you are speaking the truth to your children, you are speaking the truth to your family sometimes, they will frustrate you with your truth. You are speaking as a man of God, the truth of the church, they will frustrate you like the frustrated Jeremiah. We have grace to persevere in ministry as Jeremiah. May God continue to give us that grace so that we can persevere. There are many men that are persevering in their marriages. There are many Muslim, women that are persevering in their marriages because of the truth that they you know. Because God see us through. Note the word. Again and again. And you have not listened or paid any attention. That was repeatedly pronounced in verses 3 and 4. Let's, let, let's look at it here. And let's read verse 3. Let's go to verse 3 so that I can see. For twenty-three years, from the thirteenth year of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and has spoken to you again and again. Underline your Bible, if you Bible. But you have not listened. Go to the verse 4. And though the Lord has sent all His servants, the prophets to you again and again, You have not listened or paid any attention. Paradventure, this word is is hitting you right where you are sitting down. They have corrected you for one error again and again. It happens in the Bible and that's the reason why we are studying this word. So that we can change. Amen. Amen. He said again and again you have not listened or paid any attention. That, that again and again was repeatedly pronounced in verse 3 and 4. Jeremiah and the other prophets must have experienced a lot of frustration because of the evil mindset of the people. Their period of grace coming to an end and God's judgment is decreed and their going into captivity is pronounced. That we see in that from that verse 7 to, uh, to 9, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. God's judgment is pronounced. Their going into captivity cannot be avoided or is inevitable. Verse 9 to 11. 25 verse 10. God's judgment as his people did not listen to him but aroused his anger. Look at his judgment. May we not come under the wrath of God in Jesus' name. Look at the judgment of God when you look at that verse 9 to 11. And, uh, to 11. God said he's going to use Babylonia to punish his people. You know sometimes the Lord, God uses the world to punish Christians. Because he will be talking again and again, don't go into adultery, don't do this, don't do that. But because they refuse to listen, he will use the world to punish them. He will use the law of the world to punish them. Because we are, as Christians we have laws that are guiding us here again and again like the people no this is what happened to them he then used babylonians to punish them because they went into exile well they too will be judged another thing that god did he said he will completely destroy them and make them an object of horror and scorn which is an everlasting ruin that you can see from that verse 7 to 11 as i said he also said that it will banish them from will banish from them the sound of joy and gladness. This is very bad. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sound of judgment and and gladness uh, of joy and gladness. That is, they will be mourning. They will not be happy. Here you see yourself in marriage, you're unhappy. There is a problem. Amen. Amen. You must correct it immediately. Just want to know: is there something that is there a way that you have forsaken the Lord, or where you have not had God well, or maybe you have misbehaved? Unrestfulness will come upon such people. He said, "We banish them from the sound of joy and gladness. May that not be a portion." He said, "The voices of bride and groom will not be heard." He will not be getting married even when they are getting married or whatever there will be sadness in, in, in matrimonies so if there is anyone fighting you are fighting yourself husband and wife for this reason that we are studying this thing you want to look at the loophole we are the, the loophole because god wants to give you joy amen he said the sound of millstones and the light of the lamp will not be seen you know the grind in those days and all the rest of that Poverty will, be, will increase. He said the whole country will become a desolate wasteland. May that not be a portion. God's judgment coming upon the people that are disobedient and, and frustrating themselves and not God. He said this nation will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. And you know there is a good news. After that 70 years, he said he will bring them back again our adventure, there are people that are in slavery in here. Some are in slavery. I'm receiving this as I'm teaching us. Some are in slavery of finance maybe because of the way you have in slavery of one thing or the other. God is bringing you back with fullness of everything that you have lost. said, after 70 years in captivity, there are many believers that are in captivity. You can be going to church. You can be in captivity. When don't have money to eat anymore. When the Bible says you should pay your tithes and your offerings, and then you are not doing it. You are doing what you like. You find yourself in captivity. Then enemy will begin to frustrate you with your finance. Then you don't have enough in your finances. They will not be in such captivity. He said, after 70 years in captivity, I will, I will not go up to 70 years. Because Jesus had already paid the price. After 70 years in captivity, he promised to bring them back to their own land. He will not abandon his people forever. When he disciplines, he disciplines with love and compassion. Let's look at Jesus' lifestyle. Let us discipline with love and what and compassion. That you can see in the book of Lamentation, although we are going to read it uh, after uh, Jeremiah. Lamentation chapter 3, 22 to 23. Let's look at it on the board and let us read it. God is a God of love. Hallelujah. He will not abandon his people forever. Let's read that 22. He said, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Let us always look at this faithfulness of God. For adventure you find yourself... On the crossroad, where you are suffering or things are not really working well for you, just know that. Even though it might be a type of discipline, but God is still God. Hallelujah. He has compassion on His people. His compassions never fail. Therefore, we must not take His grace for granted. These people, they took the grace of God for granted. Hence the judgment of God that came upon them in that chapter 25. And in that chapter, it talks about the cup of God's wrath. I don't know, you picked, I know you must have picked this up when you studied it, yes? The cup of God's wrath. Notice Jeremiah's description of God's wrath and judgment in his prophecy. When you read the, 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 that uh, 18 to, to, uh, towards the end or something like that, it talks about the cup of uh, God's wrath. In the book of First Peter chapter 4, you can write that and you go and read it at home. Peter warned that judgment will start with God's people. It's going to start from the household of faith. Amen. So if you like, you live the life, it's my life, I can live my life. Uh-huh. It's my life, I can drink as I want to drink. Uh-huh. It's my life. I can do what I want to do. Mm, it's my life. I can go to church when I want to go to church, and I'm not going to church when I want to go to church. Uh, it's not your life. It's like, what happened in the time of Jeremiah? Again and again, Jeremiah was talking, and the prophets were talking, and they were not listening. This same thing happened in the time of Noah, if I put that in. Again and again, until the time of the flood. In the book of First Peter chapter 4, verse 17, Peter warned that judgment will start with God's people. This is the same with Jeremiah's prophecy, that judgment or wrath will start from Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. It is also stressed in verse 19 to 26, that none can escape from this judgment of God. When you look at that chapter 25, because of time, you go back home, uh, 19 to 26, it said none can escape from this judgment. The same thing is happening today in our society. Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. If we refuse to serve him, we go under his wrath. If we serve him, better for us. Then we can reign with him forever. But I wrote here, but thanks be to God, that he sent Jesus, his only begotten son, who through the cross took the bitter cup of God's wrath. Jesus has taken that cup of, his wrath, of, this wrath, of God's wrath. Who through Jesus took the bitter cup of God's wrath or his wrath on our behalf that we might have forgiveness in him? Look at Second Corinthians, put it on the screen because I want us to read this one. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 21. Jesus had already taken this cup of his right? he took the bitter gall on the cross. Let's look at what God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that we in him we might become the righteousness of God. He did not sin. He did not steal anything from anybody. He was just preaching, delivering people, doing great work of ministry. But he was nailed to the cross. Even by the people that he blessed. Bad things happened to him. Oh Jesus did so that we will not come under this government uh, judgment of drinking the cup of God's wrath. I wrote here, the leadership was make it a point of duty to inform the church on the reality of his coming. His return especially is wrath on those that are disobedient. Let me quickly take you to this book of Psalms. Even uh, all of us should take it as a responsibility. Amen. So go and tell the world that Jesus is coming. People keep on sinning and saying, Ah, the same God is a, is, a, is a merciful God. He will not judge, as he has said. He will forgive us. Uh, did you not hear that God is a jealous God? The same God that loves is still the same God that is coming to punish the people. We must go. We must take it as our responsibility. This is one of my messages. That's why I'm taking us there. Say among the nations. Psalm 96. Verse 10. He says, say among the nation. The Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. You know, Jeremiah was talking again and again and again and again. Get yourself out of this bad lifestyle and everything. He said, the world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with what? Equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound. And all that is in it. Let the field be jubilant. And everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Amen. Amen. Let all creatures rejoice before the Lord. Why? Because He comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his faithfulness. We must go and tell the world that Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must not keep quiet to ourselves. Go and tell the world, He comes. The same God that is loving us, He is coming to judge the world. It's come. You won't tell me that you did not hear, like the time of Jeremiah, like the time of Noah. God is still calling. He comes to do what? To judge the world. I've already said something, but I said, Note that Jesus took the cup of God's wrath so that we are set free and be forgiven. So maybe you are here tonight and you are uh, what I What is mommy talking about tonight? Eh? Where Jeremiah wrote and all the rest of that. God means business with his people. He's talking about the figs that we have read in chapter 24, the rotting ones and the good ones. We are the good ones. Hallelujah. Amen. And we continue to be the good fig. Amen. And let us make sure that we didn't come under the rouse, uh, under God's punishment. Under his, uh, for he said, uh, let me just crown it up uh, about this uh, rot that, is, uh, that he mentioned there. From verse 15 to 38, you can see that Judah was not only the nation that are going to suffer on that day. When you get to read from that uh, uh, 25 verse 15, Jeremiah 25, 15 to 38, Judah is not only uh, uh, the, the nation that is going to suffer under the punishment of God's wrath. The judgment affects Many, many more more nations get home and you read the other nations. Then tell them, let me read from 27. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Drink, get drunk, and vomit, and fall to rise no more. That it will not be our portion. Because of the sword, I will send among you. You know some people... You know when punishment is coming or when this is coming, When this this word, what, what, what it means to me is that like, go commit suicide. When you wake up on the other end, <laughs> you will be in hell. I don't want to be part of this uh, God. You know, it's like go drink, vomit. You know, some people say let me drink and drink my sorrow away. When you wake up, you come back into it. So I love this word. When I read it, I was just laughing. The effects of God's judgment. That is what you see from this 27 downwards. So if we want to drink, when you drink those two points, you start vomiting, and you fall. Do all what you want to do. When you sleep, you wake up to your trouble. May God not put us in this group. He said, I will send among you he said, because of the sword, I will send among you. Because of the sword, because of God's punishment, let me just drink and die. When you wake up, you wake up into hell. Because when you commit suicide, you wake up into hell. May that not be a portion. He mm-hmm. so, but if they refuse to take the cup from your hand and drink, tell them, this is what the Lord Almighty says. you must drink it. See, I am getting to bring disaster on the city that bears my name. And will, and will you indeed go unpunished? You will not go unpunished. For I am calling down a sword on all who live in the earth, declares the Lord. Now prophesy all these words against them and say to them, The Lord will roar from, from on high. He will thunder from all holy dwellings and roar mightily against the his land. He will shout like those who tread the, 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 the graves. You know, I have not seen people that tread graves before. But I used to remember in those days when I went when I was in boarding school. There used to be a place that we pass through where people are making oil. You know, when we are coming from afar and they are doing the oil, you know, the palm kernel, this oil that we used to cook soap. You'll be hearing, huh, The first time, because I'm coming from uh, 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 like London to maybe going to Aberdeen, you know, <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was so afraid I was running away. So the, the shout, I can understand these people treading grapes. Maybe there's a shout that they shout that, that is so scary. He said he will shout, he sh- shout like those who tread the grapes. Shout against all who live in the earth. He said the tumult will resound to the ends of the earth. For the Lord will bring charges against the nations. He will bring judgment on all mankind. I've read it to you in that Psalm 96. And put the wicked, you can put Psalm 96 against this uh, scripture. And put the wicked to the sword. The rotting grapes. The figs. He's going to put them to the sword. He said, this is what the Lord Almighty said. Look, disaster is spreading from nation to nation. A mighty storm is rising from ends of the earth. At that time, those slain by the Lord will be everywhere from one end of the earth to the other. They will not be mourned or gathered up or buried. But will be like dongs lying on the ground. They will not come under these God's rod. In other Jeremiah, weep and will. referring to shepherds as well. You shepherds, roll in the dust. You leaders of the flock. This is what we are supposed to be doing. Praying for the people that are taking themselves out of the prosperity of the Lord. We must start to pray. Amen. People that are still, the rotting grapes, we must pray. Say, weep and wail for shepherds. Roll in the dust, you leaders of flocks. For your time to be be slaughtered has come. You will fall like the uh, best of the rams. The shepherds will have no way to flee. These are shepherds misleading the people in chapter 23. The leaders of the flocks, no place to escape. Hear the cry of the shepherds, the wailing of the leaders of the flocks, and the Lord is destroying their pasture. The peaceful meadows will be laid waste because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Like a lion, he will leave his lair. And their land will become desolate because of the sword of the oppressor and because of the Lord's fierce anger. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. Just, we must always know that the reason why we are studying, we are not just studying for head knowledge. We are studying so that we can practice all these things that we are studying and make sure that we don't come under the line of God's wrath. I close my scripture. When next we meet, we have revision on that 26 and we go to 27 by his grace. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have a head bow and eyes closed.